Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello Cricket, welcome to the Bugle Ashes Zoltcast. I am Andy Zaltzman. This is the preview of the final Ashes Test of 2023, the series that could have had it all and decided to have a bath in Manchester instead. It was, uh, well, beyond soggy at Old Trafford. It's soggy in London, as I recall, the night before the Test match, a match which could have been a winner-takes-all decider and is now a winner-might-take-all or winner-might-take-half sort of decider. And I guess Australian cricket is really hoping to win and avoid having to face up to the question, is it worse to lose or to draw, and for people to say, you would have lost if it hadn't been for the rain. England are unchanged, they've announced the team already, as they tend to, because, well, there's enough uncertainty in this universe as it is, and fair play for them to not adding to it. Australia might be unchanged, might bring uh, Todd Murphy back, the, uh, the rookie spinner, in place of the rather underwhelming Cameron Green. And there is much to play for, this Australian team will not want to be the Australian team that retained the Ashes only because it was wet, and England will not want to be the team that lost the Ashes at home for the first time since 2001. Also, some stats to look out for uh, in the coming match. Never has there been an Ashes series in which one or other team hasn't been bowled out for under 220. The lowest score so far uh, for a team dismissed, Australia's 224 in the second innings at Leeds. It's been a terrible, terrible Ashes series for fans of teams being skittled for less than 220. Will it remain so? Uh, we will find out over the next five days. Could England become only the fifth team ever to come from 2-0 down and not lose a series? OK, they're not going to become the second team ever to come from 2-0 down and win a series after Bradman's Australians in the 1936-37 Ashes. A rather curious sequence of matches. Uh, but it hasn't happened since the 1950s. South Africa came from 2-0 down to draw in 1927 8 against England and in 1956-57. One of the slowest scoring series on record, but quite a gripping tight one nevertheless. And England in 1953-54 came back from 2 down in a rather volcanic series uh, in the West Indies. So, even if England can't win, they could do something that no side has done for over 65 years, and that is surely a stat worth fighting for. And I know this team, above all else, just want to achieve some stats. If Australia could pick one ground in the world to play the Oval Test at, it probably wouldn't be the Oval, and therefore wouldn't be the Oval Test. But they don't have a very good record at this ground. 1-8 lost 17 out of 39 tests there. That includes the World Test Final held earlier this summer. So against England, they've won just seven and lost 17. At Lords, they're 18 wins, seven defeats overall, 16 wins and seven losses against England from 40 tests overall. They won against South Africa in the 1912 Triangular Tournament and against Pakistan in that two-test series in 2010. Of 19 test grounds in the world at which Australia has played 10 or more tests, their win-loss ratio at the Oval 
is their worst. Uh, they didn't start too badly after losing uh, the first test in 1880. They won the uh, famous Ashes launching test of 1882, a match in which the tension was so unbearable that a man famously ate through the wooden handle of his umbrella, uh, of course, as I may have told you before, uh, leading the uh, William Gladstone government of the time to legalise the stadium hot dog, a key moment in British cultural history. Uh, but Australia did not win again until 1930 at the Oval and only had one win between 1948, Bradman's last test, and 2001. That was in 1972. One win in 13 tests in that time. England have a good record at the Oval in recent times. They've won 11, lost 5 and drawn 3 of their last 19. But, oddly, despite Australia's overall poor record at the Oval, they have a very good record in innings batting first. They have not been bowled out under 275 when batting first in the first innings uh, at the Oval since the 19th century. However, it has been a difficult ground for teams batting first in the last two tests played there. India, all out for 191 two years ago, though they did come back to win. South Africa, all out for 118 last year. Bowled England out for 158. Skittled again themselves for 169. England won by nine wickets. So there are some first inning stats, but please, as always, remember, these things don't generally mean very much once the game begins. Uh, we just like to talk about them. Another curious facet of this Ashes series is there hasn't really been a single player who's had a really great series. There's been lots of players who've done well, lots of players who've done good individual things, but no one who's dominated in the way that, say, Steve Smith did uh, four years ago. Ian Botham in 1981. Twelve different players have got on the honours board. Seven Centurions, five five-wicket Hauliers, I believe that's the term, but none of them have got on twice. It's an unusually high number of players to have got on the honours board in the first four tests. Uh, since 1965-66, only twice have there been more different players on honours boards after four tests of an Ashes series, and that is backdating the actual writing of names on honours boards to before it began, which I think was relatively recent. It's the first time we've got four tests into an Ashes without someone getting on the honours board twice since 1975. So no single dominant player. Zach Crawley, the leading run scorer with 385. It's only the second time in the last 40 years that after four tests of an Ashes series in England, no one has reached the 400 run mark. It's only the second time since 1970 that after four tests in this country, no one has reached the 20 wicket mark. Stuart Broad currently the closest on 18. That also happened in 2009. And 1968 was the last time in either Australia or England that after four tests, we had no one with either 400 runs or 20 wickets. So it has been a curious series. We've had more churn in the selection, certainly of the bowling attacks in this series than was historically the case tends to happen in the modern condensed series, but still, no single player has grabbed this series by the scruff of the neck completely. We've just had lots and lots of players grabbing onto the series' neck and making the series feel uh, quite uncomfortable. And so here we are, the final test. Is it dead? Is it alive? It's a kind of Schrodinger's test match. It's simultaneously both dead and alive. England can't win the Ashes, but they could get a really excellent series result that would be actually a much better two-all draw, I think, than they had uh, four years ago. And also, even if it is dead, we've had some absolutely classic dead oval test matches. For example, 1902, England 2-0 down, won one of their most famous victories. Who could possibly forget that? Well, no one could possibly forget it because it happened in 1902, so everyone who could remember it is now dead. But the point does stand. The consolation victory in the dead oval test used to be a great tradition of English cricket, but this oval test is, well, considerably less dead than the traditional dead oval test. We are all 
set for yet another classic match, although given that this series generally goes against uh, sensible predictions, it might be an absolute turkey. But I do hope you enjoy it. I will be back every morning of the Test match with an episode of the Bugle Ashes Zoltzcast as we see this series through to its end. If you've enjoyed this, do tell everyone you know and many people that you don't, and also listen to all the other offerings from the Bugle stable, including the Bugle podcast itself, available at thebuglepodcast.com. Until tomorrow morning, may the cricket be with you. Amen. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.